This Tuesday, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Peter began to say to him, We have given up everything and followed you. Jesus said, Amen, I say to you. There is no one who has given up house, or brothers, or sisters, or mother, or father, or children, or lands, for my sake, and for the sake of the gospel, who will not receive a hundred times more now, in this present age, houses, and brothers, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, with persecutions, and eternal life in the age to come. But many that are first will be last, and the last will be first. The Gospel of the Lord. Johnny, my friend and friend of the whole community, received his first communion last Saturday together with his friends and family. It was a very heart-touching moment. A wonderful time. During the sermon, I tried helping the kids say what they felt and thought. When I invited them to give thanks, Johnny took the floor and said, I'm grateful that I received the body and blood of Jesus. It was short and sweet, straight to the point. It kept me thinking about learning how to be grateful for the essential things in life, and, of course, how to ask for them. I want to pray for the essentials. Today, I pray that Johnny and all the kids return to the church. I hope this is the first communion of many more to come. Many people take their first communion and immediately stop going to church. I hope this is not the case with Johnny and his friends. That would make me really sad. Many times kids teach us that we have to seek what is essential. What would you be grateful for today? What would you pray for today? We must be thankful, and we must ask Jesus to grant us the thing we would be thankful for if we knew this was the last day of our lives. In fact, that is what our Lord's Prayer teaches us to ask for, our daily bread. Do this exercise. It will help you a lot. There are many wealthy people who feel really sad and sorrowful. What they truly miss is love, because they can't fall in love with Christ. And... Those who don't love live their lives trying to measure everything, trying to economize, to scrimp and save. They love, but only to their own measure, and they try to measure love. There are Christians who feel happy and satisfied just with complying with the law, with not doing anything bad, with not killing or stealing. However, they never go the extra mile. They never dare to give up anything for the sake of Jesus' love. Actually, the question we could ask is, if we are not able to give anything up for the sake of Jesus, can we really say we love him? Isn't this a very superficial love? You and I have certain wealth that prevents us from being free. Which is yours? Is it really necessary to have so much? To accumulate so much? Why do we find it so difficult to give? In today's glimpses of the gospel, Peter represents all the people who did give something up for the sake of Jesus, the apostles. In a certain way, he also represents us. I believe he specifically represents priests and consecrated people, but he also represents you, the lay people, 
the huge majority of the Catholic Church. He represents you because you once gave something up. When you got married, when you started to serve Jesus more closely, when you went on that mission, when you helped someone in need, or when you do what you can for Jesus. So, you could ask yourself, what about me? I think we can meditate on this question from two points of view. On the one hand, stinginess stems from the bottom of Peter's heart and from our hearts. Whenever we give something up for somebody else's sake, we want to reap a reward. And what about me? I spent my life serving others and I gave up a lot of things because of you. Unintentionally, we may be stingy. We may give things up, but out of convenience and not out of love for Jesus. Be careful. What do we look for? This is the danger every apostle faces, every Christian, every consecrated person. He who is always asking for something in exchange for what he does can turn into a faith traitor and not a servant of Christ. On the other hand, and at the same time, there's something wonderful, and it is that Jesus takes promises seriously. He honors promises, not like us, not like some politicians. Jesus makes promises and fulfills them. Any priest, any consecrated person, any committed Christian could be a real witness of this truth. Only Jesus can live up to what he promises. Giving up something to follow Jesus provides us with many homes because we can find shelter thanks to the generosity of the people who consider us their brothers or sisters in Christ. Having given up something for Jesus enables us to have thousands of brothers and sisters. The church fills our lives with brothers and sisters. Preaching the word of God on a daily basis fills our lives with brothers and sisters. It happens, particularly, to consecrated people who have left their homes out of love for Jesus. We have many good mothers and good fathers who care about us. We'll never be hungry or thirsty because Jesus gives us everything we need. I can guarantee this is true. We must also bear the sufferings of the love for the kingdom of God. It's inevitable. The world doesn't like the word of God. The word of God bothers the world. But in the end, the best will come. Eternal life will come. I suggest that we not be stingy today. Let's avoid negotiating with Jesus. He already gives us all. He gave us his promise. Let's seek the kingdom of God and its holiness, and all the rest will follow. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain forever.